Well, good morning. morning. Welcome to the Holy Baptist Church Sunday service. Uh, I'm Martin, I'm the minister, and this is my family, and welcome to our living room. Um, this service lasts about 45 minutes. We've got us for about 15 minutes. Uh, we've got sermons, we've got an interview, we've got um, prayers, we've got worship. So yeah, great 45 minutes planned. Um, just a couple of notices. You may not have realised, but we got Christmas rapidly approaching us, and we've got various things planned for that. There will be in the next few weeks some publicity all about that, but just to say that we've got a Churches for Hawley Carolzer service planned. We've got a new sermon series starting uh, first week of December. In, the set, uh, in two weeks' time, we've got Advent starting, so we'll be celebrating we're do that a as long, well. Lengthened Friday night worship, aren't we? We think of doing that. Well, we're going to do a slightly longer Friday night worship as Carol well around Christmas. Carol special. Carol special. Carol special. Carol special. So, yeah, lots planned. So, um, watch this space, watch social media, uh, and we will let you know what is going to be happening over you need Christmas. To like lots, and subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe to our Facebook page and also our YouTube channel as well. It's really important that you do that. So, what have we got planned? Big thank you for uh, everyone that sent in their joining photos of exercise. Well done, you fit bunch. And uh, if you missed that, do just look back uh, at the countdown. For next week, I want you to send in pictures of you having a coffee break. Ooh. Because next weekend is International Espresso Day. Espresso, Espresso Day. So, uh, Where did come up with these? I know, no. So if you could send in pictures of you having a coffee break anywhere, uh, anytime. It could be pre-lockdown in Costa or it could be uh, now uh, at, at work, at home, whatever. Pictures of you having a coffee break. Okay, I have to say, so my colleagues make, um, well, not make fun of me, but they always, they time Martin. Martin has a very specific routine of the day, and they'll time him. And I had a message one day, your husband's two minutes late with your coffee <laughs> when I was in a meeting. <laughs> ah, dear. So, <laughs> photos of you having a coffee break, please send it to join.in at hawleybaptist.org.uk uk and we would love to have those and show them next week so now what i want you to do we've had news this week uh, great news uh, last week of um the fact that a vaccine has been found for uh, covid so we're looking forward to the time when we get back to some sense of normality so my question for you is which you can write in the comment section is what are you most looking forward to doing once all this covid stuff is over and done with so what is the thing you're most looking forward to doing i'm going to give you a top five which i've made up um of <laughs> top five things to do once this is all over so what would you most like to do Girls. once covid's all over go back to normal as it were um Hmm. Go to Evie's house. Go to it. I'll go to Evie, our friend Evie's house. That's nice. House. Yeah, can't do that at the moment. I would like to go to my family's house. So go my granddad's, my auntie's. And your dress is down. <laughs> <laughs> she fiddles when she's thinking. Yes. So yeah. So. Seeing families because we've not been able to see them, have we, very much at well, if at all, yeah, we're all yeah. just on Zooms. Um, yeah, so what would you want to do? 
yeah i think i'm similar to ellie being able to see just be able to see people when you want to see them rather than having mm. to think i've either got to see them on screen which to be honest i spend all day on screen so it's really hard to then motivate yeah. myself to to see people on screen in the yeah. evenings um, but yeah i'm really looking forward to having face our to home group not on Zoom, but actually face to face. So, but then in saying that, most of them have got babies now. Most of them got babies. Could be on Zoom <laughs> so anyway. But anyway, so. Rick, Daddy, if, I know we're going um, back to church. Going back to, to church. church. Of oh, oh, su such a good child, <laughs> isn't good she? Yes. <laughs> so my top five doesn't include that because I take it as red. Of course, you all want to go back to church. You don't enjoy watching it online with a coffee in your pajamas, do you? So, here we go, top five things to do after COVID. Uh, number five, go on holiday abroad. Without, yes, go on holiday without any fear of getting, having to go in isolation when you get back. So go on holiday abroad. Number four, I'm really looking forward to this, going to the cinema. Yes, whenever you are all gone bust. <laughs> so the aeroplanes have gone bust, we're not going to holiday abroad, the cinemas have gone bust, we won't go to the cinema. Number three, a good get together with friends, yeah. loads of them. A really good yeah. party and get together with friends, yeah. that'll be good, yeah. Number two, visit family. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't visited your mum and dad's in the physical no, since exactly. the beginning of this year, because yeah. dad's children, so be good to visit family. And number one, hug someone. Aww. Preferably someone that you know. I was going to say. Yeah. But I mean. <laughs> Somebody some, else. Outside your bubble. And some people on their own haven't got so to hug someone. That would be a re That's the number contact. one thing. So, yeah. So, thank you for your comments. Now, we're going to sing a couple of songs now. But Ellie's going to do. They're hugging now. Oh, they're hugging now. Ellie's going to do a reading from your new Bible. It's Ellie's birthday. New Bible, last thank week, you, last Alison, Tuesday. Recommendation. So, um, Eddie is going to read from Psalm 47, verse 6 to 7. John. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. God is King of all the earth. So, sing a song of praise to Him. And he's going to say. God is King. God is King. And we're going to sing. A song we sang this a little while back, it was a new one. Hello Joel, or pencil, thank you. And it's called My God's the Key of the Giants. Now last time I did it too fast. So we're going to try and do it a little bit slower, okay? So the king of me. Let's put that Sorry, in a bit. Joel is in a little bit of a destructive Yes, when it's not getting attention, this is what happens. Right. Joel, are you going to stand on the sofa and sing and dance? No, but I'm doing it. My God's the king of the giants, my God's the king of the lions, my God's the king of the creatures of the deep, my God's the king of me. My God's the king of the giants, my God's the king of the lions, my God's the king of the creatures of the deep, my God's the king of me. Have you heard the story about the Franking Day? Wouldn't let the giant stand in his way. Bigger and I watch him fall. My God's the king. My God's the king of the giants. 
my God's the king of the lions. My God's the king of the creatures of the deep. My God's the king of me. Have you heard the one about this guy called Dad? Dad? Yes, he was a holy bunny bunny. Is it from to the den of the scary beast? But God saved a hero from the lion's teeth. My God's the king of the giants. My God's the king of the lions. My God's the king of the creatures of the deep. My God's the king of me. This is more than history. He will do the same for me. Like Jonah around the well at sea. When I'm lost and afraid, all alone in the dark, you with me. Oh, you with me. My God's the king of the giants. My God's the king of the lions. My God's the king of the creatures of the deep. My God's the king of me. Joel's doing break dancing he on the floor. He is just spinning around, doing all sorts of stuff. So. <laughs> I didn't think when he threw that wheel at you, it looked like he was slaying. Like are, you, are you David? Am I the giant Goliath? <laughs> okay, then we're going to do a nice old Ooh. song now. Well, relatively old. Joel, you are a little nuisance. <laughs> Just trying to climb up my dress. <laughs> 
Let's pray. Lord God, we worship and we thank you because you are king. You are king over us. You are king over me. You are king over all creation. And we worship and we praise you. We welcome you to come now by your Holy Spirit. And we just thank you that we are alive and able to worship you. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. We're going to hand over now to an uh, interview with David. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the service. Great to have you with us. See you later. Bye. Um, scrap that. Unfortunately, the interview with David wasn't ready. So instead, we've got another interview for you. Um, some of you will know that earlier this year, we joined the Further Faster Network. And that was... Uh, due a, a main to the generosity of people that gave money so that we could join them. And uh, I thought it'd be good to show you a little bit of an interview with Duncan, who's a director of the network, just to explain what it is and what it does and why it's so important that we are part of it. So here we go. Enjoy. Duncan, it's great to have you with us today. Thank you for taking that time out. Why don't you tell us, for those people who might not know, what is Further Faster all about? Well, it's the Further Faster Network, Chris, which you, as, as you say, um, think you're a part of. And uh, it's a network of 11 different churches around the UK who have one aim, one aim only. Our aim as an organisation is to help churches grow by reaching unchurched people. I mean, the truth is sometimes churches grow because the church down the road have had a row about the colour of the coffee cups or the, the way they've painted the toilets out the back or something like that. And, and a whole bunch leave that church and come to your church. And that's kind of fine. God rearranges the troops now and again. But we want to see churches grow by reaching people who are not even giving God a thought right now. And so we help churches uh, all around the UK from different backgrounds, different styles to do that. So we have churches as far up as Liverpool and as far down as Portsmouth and as far across as Dublin, who are part of our network as well. And then we've got Pentecostal churches and Baptist churches and free evangelical churches. So it's not about style, it's about a passion to create churches that people who don't normally come to church just find so sticky and irresistible and they keep wanting to come back to and even want to bring their friends to. So that's what our network's all about. Brilliant. And what would you say the, the impact is? What difference does the network make? So we try and do four things, and it's all connected with these four Cs. The first is context. We, you know, we, we see Finch as a flagship church, and the great thing about Finch is you're able to help other churches and, and demonstrate to other churches what it means to be an irresistible church, a church that unchurched people love. So we, we want to give people the chance to see these kind of churches in operation. So people jump on calls or come and visit your church, or you, you can go to them and do some training. So we give people the context of seeing it happen. The second thing is we give people great content. So we're linked with North Point Community Church in Atlanta, you know, Andy Stanley's church. And they have a ton of great content to help leaders thrive. And they've given us access to that content. We also have all the orange material that works with kids and teenagers. So churches can buy into that, that material through us as well. So we give churches content for their kids, their adults, their children, their teenagers um, to, to help them thrive. So it's, it's context, it's content, and, and more than anything else, it's connection. Like-minded leaders jumping on calls together, getting together, worship leaders, digital pastors, kids pastors, ministry services, guest services people, all jumping on calls and saying, oh, it's a great idea, that's brilliant, can we put that into practice in our church? And I've been part of those call groups and they're really, they're really useful. So it's, it's context, context, content, connection, and, and the, the fourth C is, oh, I forgot what the fourth C is. 
coaching. Coaching. <laughs> coaching. And so we get experts, ministry experts from, um, uh, from North Point in particular, but from churches all around the world who regularly jump on calls with us and they do small group coaching with us. We throw our troubles their way and they give us routes through, they give us solutions. So those four C's together are what we do to help leaders thrive. But let me throw the question back to you. You are a pastor in our network. Your leaders are part of this. What difference has it made to you and to Finch and to your team over the past couple of years? Yeah, well, those four C's have really been a great impact uh, for us, having that content that we can access, being able to jump on calls with other people and I know our staff team are on calls with other youth pastors and kids pastors and group people yeah. and all that sort of stuff and that's been really helpful but I know for me um, being part of this network has been massive over these last six months as we've tried to navigate this current club crisis and being able to just to pick up a phone yeah. uh, and speak to people who are going through the same things that we're going through and whether that's to get advice or to get opinions or even just to get support yeah. um, I know I wouldn't have been able to actually get through some of the stuff that we've had to get through over these last six or seven months so uh, that's been massive having that community to add another seat into it around us who, who are journeying together uh, it's been phenomenal we love being part of further faster it's benefited our team and it's benefiting our church uh, as well and it's great that we're able to actually input into other churches and help others on that journey It's November 2020, we're in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic. I want to use some of the language of today to introduce my message for this morning. God's forgiveness can infect us, but it doesn't attack our bodies like, like a coronavirus does. It attacks bitterness and it attacks our unforgiveness. And it has the power to destroy them so that God's forgiveness can spread through us freely to other people, if we let it. This series we're in at the moment is called Essential Forgiveness, and last week Helen helped us to see we need to get God's forgiveness in perspective. All of us need it, none of us can be without it. No two ways about that. This week I want us to hear that if we can get it in perspective, we can be spreaders of forgiveness. We can pass it on to other people, and we can be forgiving as we have been forgiven, because we cannot be forgiven if we carry unforgiveness. Because unforgiveness is best buddies with bitterness, and unforgiveness cannot keep company with contentment. And our bitterness, when we, we feel like other people have wronged us, it can, it can feel justified. We can sometimes almost wear bitterness with, with pride, like we would wear a thin uh, chain around our neck like jewellery. The problem is bitterness grows and it can be, grow heavy, can become a burden. And then before we know it, it begins to prevent us and stop us from living the life that God has for us. And the only way we can break free from that chain is to reach out to God and accept his forgiveness that is offered to us through Jesus. Everybody has bitterness in different degrees. Some of us have a little bit of bitterness. Some of us have a huge bitterness. It's very difficult and understandably so in our lives. We've all got that little box at the back of our brain that we sort of, we don't really like to open it. We don't really like to talk about it. We give it a kick now and then. I'm sure as I began to talk this morning about unforgiveness, you don't need reminding about the thing you need to sort of oh, be a bit more forgiving about because we all probably went there in our minds. Maybe it's small, maybe it's huge, but it's there. It's difficult to deal with, but I think 
we can find the motivation to tackle, to unpack that box, to look at the unforgiveness we've got and to work through it by hearing a story that Jesus told all about, an unforgiving servant in Matthew chapter 18. It says that Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven, seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants as he began the settlement. A man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and he began to choke him. Pay me back what you owe me, he demanded. And his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay back the debt. When the other servants saw what happened, they were outraged and they went and told the master everything that had happened. And then the master called the servant, you wicked servant, he said, I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, the master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. Jesus said, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Now that story is quite a clear warning for us. But it's also, it's a, it's a technique of Jesus' to tell a shocking story to convey truth. And the truth of this story is that we will not be able to accept God's forgiveness if our hands are full of the unforgiveness that we are holding on to in our hearts. You see, if I'm holding on to unforgiveness and God offers me forgiveness, I can't take it because my hands are full. I need to let go of unforgiveness if I'm going to be able to accept forgiveness from God. You see, much like other stories that Jesus told about the kingdom of God, this one's character, the main character of the story, has misunderstood where the gift they have been given is. The person in the story doesn't take on the attitude of the gift giver, that is God. They just take what they feel like they can gain, or they only see what they missed out on. Think of the, the, uh, the story of the lost son, the older son, when his son, younger son returns, having squandered his wealth that his father gave him, and his father throws a party and gives him all these things. He sees that party and he sees the things his brother is now getting, and he doesn't see all the gifts he has been given. He says, hey, look at all this stuff he's been given. That is not fair. And the message of that story is that, it's, you know, even the younger son probably realised at that point, the stuff I've got is not important. The fact that I can return to my father and be with him and be loved by him is the greatest gift I can have. And that's what the, the, the old brother misunderstood in that situation. That's where he was in the wrong. And it's the same for this story. The main character only sees the big fat zero that they now owe. And they want to boost that number up. They're focused on the money. You know, the debt has come down. That's great. But now they've got nothing and they want some more. Um, to fill that gap when really the attitude that the king has forgiven me the one who holds ultimate power and responsibility in the land has forgiven me my huge debt I'm gonna live in the gratitude that I feel from that rather than thinking the debt's come down I'm not the big zero who can I now find 
that will boost my number back up, get me that money back in the bank. His debt had been forgiven in his head, but he hadn't been forgiven in his heart. Because when we understand how all that we've forgiven, our heart is transformed and the forgiveness will flow out of us into other people. If we fail to realise all that God has done for us, if we don't get the perspective that Helen talked about last week, where we understand that God has forgiven us so much, ultimately the lack of understanding can be what prevents us from being forgiven. So let this story be a warning to you, but also let it be a roadmap for you. Think about the story, go back and read it after this service, pursue the understanding that that man didn't have of the fact that the answer to our unforgiveness lies within our forgiveness from God. Meditate on it, sit with it, think about it often this week, talk to other people about it. If we can let the, the forgiveness of God truly infect us, then we will be set free from unforgiveness and we'll be released into freedom and into joy. There is a young American man named Brant Jean, He's, whose brother uh, was, was shot by a police officer. In his own house, the police officer came in thinking it was their house. They shot him dead. They thought he was an intruder. But, but Brant managed to send a shockwave around the world when at the end of that trial he sat in the dock and he said to this police officer who shot his brother, I want you to know that I forgive you and I think the best thing you could do is to give your life to Christ. And then he went and hugged his brother's killer. And it, you may have seen it on the, on the news, I think it was last year sometime, there was not a dry eye in the house, everybody was moved and the world watched and watched and watched and watched this encounter. But he didn't always feel that. I've watched interviews since and they, you know, he talked about hating it every single day and, and it wasn't until he heard her apologise and he saw her sincerity that he described his heart becoming opened to her as a human being. And then he said, I stood on the podium and I just let it all out. If you can't remember that story, look it up, it's on YouTube, you can watch him uh, say, I forgive you to this police officer. And as you watch it, you'll see the power of God's forgiveness infecting someone, attacking their bitterness and their hatred, setting them free from it so that they can then spread forgiveness and they can say the words, I forgive you. We want that to be our story. We want to be infected by God's forgiveness so that it can drive up bitterness, it can drive up unforgiveness, so that we can truly be forgiven and we can share that with other people in our lives. Let's pray. God, help us to get your forgiveness of us in perspective. Help us to be infected by it. Let it drive out bitterness. Let it drive out unforgiveness in our lives so that we can be free. We can be truly, truly forgiven. And then help us to spread that forgiveness to others around us. Help us to forgive those who have wronged us. Help us to tell them that we forgive them so that we can talk about your forgiveness and you can be glorified. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been a real pleasure uh, putting this service together and I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you have, please share it with your friends on Facebook or even by email or even just ring them up and tell them to go and watch. Uh, do like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Facebook page uh, because it really does make a difference and helps us to spread uh, the good news about Jesus Christ. Uh, online to so many people so please do that that'll be absolutely amazing we're going to end our service uh, together now with a really fun uh hymn together my lighthouse i hope you're going to enjoy it and um it's a little bit of extra help uh given in this music video so yeah god bless enjoy the rest of your day uh do join us for zoom coffee uh if you can and yeah Hope to see you soon. Bye. In my resting and in my death, in my failures you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. You are the peace in my troubled sea.